something mentioned in one of my previous episodes about the importance of separation in a relationship. Today I'm going to talk about in detail why it's very important in this milestone, what's important about this milestone. And most people dismiss it and that we dismiss it because we're trying to resist the separation. We're trying to pretend or make it not happen. Pretend that it's not true or make it not happen. Whatever we're trying to do, it is not going to work out. Because the reality of it is that the separation had to occur. Whatever energy had repelled (laughs) us from the other person, it is there to show us something. We must respect it and we must utilize it. It is a gift believe it or not. And hopefully today I'll get you believe in that it is a gift rather than a curse on your soul. <laughs> uh, because sometimes it is hard for people to go walk through the road to relief and healing when you are separated from the one that you love. So when we understand it better, then we'll use this time wisely to look at what we need to look at to sift through what we need to sift through, all of it means something in this separation. So the first thing I want you to understand about separation from you, your partner, whether it's through divorce or a breakup, romantic breakup, this could even go with uh, separation from friendships, you know? Yeah, I can, I can definitely say that. But in this case, we'll just, just do focus on more relationships as in romantic relationships. The first thing that I think what you would want to do once you've separated from person, you have to realize that this is time for self-reflection. You got to buy into that. In a relationship, we find ourselves very entangled with the other person emotionally, physically, mentally. I don't know sometimes where I could begin and my partner would start or where they end. We don't know. We don't know. It just gets just big cluster mess. And we live that out. When we are separated from one another, what ends up happening beautifully is that this allows us to clear up the tabs here. 
what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. And at this point, you're being forced to, with the separation, to look at what is yours to own. And your emotions, my dear friends, is very much yours to own. We forget that once again, because we are used to depending on this person that we're with in so many ways, emotionally, mentally, physically, and we sometimes get lost in that person. Our love becomes their love. Their love becomes my love. Um, their hate becomes my hate and vice versa. Anything can happen which could re just be blending everything up together and not really separating me from my partner. This time of separation allows me to take a look at all that. What is mine is mine and what is theirs is theirs. And I will resist that in the beginning. I really will. But in practicing self-honesty, I can get myself to this place of self-reflection and get my feet wet in it when I am separated from my partner. It is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful milestone for all of us. We are going to experience that at one point. And when we do, this is the world, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, is showing you that you need to take a look at you and what you've been using as a primary source of relief. And if I've depended so much on that person to make me happy or to fix my emotions for me or, I don't know, uh, say the right thing, do the right thing, then more than likely I've put a lot of pressure on that person and vice versa. That person could have also put pressure on me because I think it goes both ways, you know. It's kind of a rule in some relationships. It's established early on that, you know, you make me happy and I make you happy. And unfortunately, nobody's in charge of their own emotions in that kind of relationship. So it is eventually going to turn exhaustingly sour and everybody's going to have some kind of salty emotion about it. So it makes sense. So identifying first that self-reflection is an important part of this separation. The next thing I want you to look at when you're looking at this separation is the pattern of communication. How did you communicate in this relationship or what were the rules of communication in this relationship? Was it rigid? Was it flexible? Was it open? Was it closed? What type of communication did everybody have in this relationship? And it is really important to look at that because when you decide to maybe re reconcile with that person or separate from them, I need you to be aware of what it is that might have been a deficit in communication in that relationship. And in doing so, you will prevent further problems, whether you reconcile with this person and establish boundaries or you move on to somebody new. Your mode of communication and what your boundaries are are going to be very much relevant to whatever you do next after the separation or in the separation, really. what That's what this episode is about, is how do I work this out in the separation and how do I benefit from it? So I hope that makes sense about communication and you need to really visualize this how did I talk to my partner and how did my partner talk to me and let's say I go back with them today is this something that is fixable can two people 
who have their own agendas and all goals sometimes, can they actually communicate differently? What took years and years in the making, can they rebuild it? And that takes two people to really do the work. It's not impossible, but it can get a little exhausting <laughs> because we could possibly live in the hope that one day it's going to change and I keep taking this person back and, and I'm exhausted and I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm just thinking one day he's, this person is going to pay up. They're going to just finally give me what I need. And unfortunately that is all false. And I don't want you to wait for somebody else to give you what you need. I need you to go ahead and give it to yourself. And when it comes to communication, how you're giving that to yourself is really being available to you, really being the best friend you could possibly ever have, the, the parent you've always wanted within. You hear me talk about this often. Today is no exception. It is so important of what you sound like in there, inside your mind, and how you talk to yourself about your life and your experiences. So pay attention to that. I have many episodes on um, just self-trust and working on different aspects of our uh, person, our self. So go ahead and scroll down and find one that appeals to you and I'll keep publishing more. And if you have any that you need, you have topics on or any that you need me to discuss, please email me. All right. So the next thing I need you to do in this separation that I, I think will help benefit you tremendously is appreciate the relationship and accept what it is and also accept what it is not. So what does that mean? When I say I appreciate the relationship, I really mean that I need to look at this as a lesson. The separation is making me look, it's forcing me to look at why two energies had to repel one another. And it is such an important thing to think about because we could keep going on with this relationship or we could separate and blame one another for it. Or we can actually accept and call things as they are. Practice the self-honesty I talk about all the time by just simply stating and appreciating the relationship characteristics, whether positive or negative uh, or undesirable. Any of these things need to be seen as they are. And I don't need to even have an opinion on them. That's why it was hard for me to label that for you. Just call it what it is, you know, whether both of us have really poor communication and this may not, this relationship may not work. Maybe the relationship has gone through infidelity and it's hard for two people to trust one another. And no matter what we try to do, it is not getting better. And you might be that pair of people that may not be able to get it back together once somebody loses trust in the other person in that way. Once somebody's betrayed and you have to accept that and see it as it is. So that is why separation is, is important is because you're able to label that stuff without the influence or the interruption of what the other person wants and needs. You're really deciding and making changes as you desire. 
as you see fit for your life. It is not selfish. It is far from it. When you're able to see and make compassionate decisions to yourself and to other people, it just will make it so much more empowering for your life. And that's what we're looking to do here. Accepting and seeing things as they are. Really calling them out and not being ashamed of it. Taking responsibility for what's yours and releasing what isn't. And instead of shifting blame, instead of spending time talking about how bad the other person was, and, and that's why you guys need to separate, I usually think whenever we're trying to hate the person, it is really not, it has not really worked for many people. It is the, the false way to get over someone. It could bring you some relief, but deep down inside, you know, you love that person or you care about them and care about and respect this relationship. There's something in you that knows that and it goes against it when you talk about this relationship in a, in an unhealthy way. So in talking about it in acceptance and accepting the lessons you were given in this relationship will help you in so many ways set you free to move to the next relationship without the baggage or to even reconcile again with this person but be able to accept things as they are and not try to force them to be something else which may have been the reason why it separated to begin with you know before trying to make other people be what they want them to be we're not accepting this other person we keep writing them like a transcript and they need to tell us exactly what's on that transcript. And if it doesn't come out that way, use those words, do the things that they are asked to do, then they don't love me enough, that, they're, that they don't think I'm worthy enough. And of course, I'll take it out on them, right? So let's not go there. Let's not go there. It is unfair. It is not compassionate to you or the other person. All right. So finally, no, not finally. <laughs> I have a couple more. This time, I just need you guys to understand where priorities have been distributed. That's what is really effective about separation for us in working on ourselves because we're allowed to revisit and evaluate what our priorities were in this relationship. And again, when we don't have that influence from another person or trying to please the other person, you're really left on your own to try to figure out what you want, not what you want in agreement from the other person. Rather, it's just what you want. No confusion on that. And believe it or not, most people have a hard time with that. A lot of people do actually have a hard time making decisions. That's why in a lot of ways, when we are very attached to our partner in an unhealthy way, we rely a lot on their confirmation. Whether you like to admit it or not, it's happening. And the separation will allow you to see that and work on it. Become an independent thinker. Uh, become emotionally independent, right? Not codependent. And this is what the beauty of separation, divorce, break can do for us in our relationships. It can allow us to work on ourselves if we take that time and use it wisely. So make sure that you are looking at where the priorities of that 
during why you were in that relationship? What where did the priorities get dispersed? Was it equally dispersed to the children, or was it dis- dispersed mostly to the parent, uh, parents and their needs, or parents and their marriage? Where were the priorities? And I know that you will see this. Just check them out. Just keep searching. You'll see them, especially when you practice self-honesty. Finally, our biggest lesson that we get to experience or the biggest skill we can start building here uh, is the art of surrender, is allowing and surrendering to the outcome. We really (laughs) will not do that. It'll take us a while before we actually start to practice surrender, if we ever do. And uh, how we'll do this is we'll call other people. We will use social media to talk about our relationship or to talk about whether I'm a victim of it or how I've been done wrong or how this relationship did not work out or whatever point of view I get to have. But what you're really doing there is not surrendering at all uh, to the outcome and even surrendering the person. Many of us, when we separate, this is where the awakening to the self happens, to the self being the main source of relief, the self or the world, the garden on the inside that needs to be watered. This is when we're now needing to utilize it because we've pushed to the desperation of being separated from a version, a false version of ourself, which is the other person. They acted as a mirror, but they are not ourself. And we got confused, people. We can get real confused in that situation and think that what they want is what we want and vice versa. And we are not uh, able to function in a lot of ways without them. And so in surrendering this person to the universe, to the world, to the unknown, or surrendering the outcome of this relationship and what's going to happen to it, to the unknown, during separation, it is going to allow you to free up a lot of time to work on yourself and to not use this time to drain your energy with extremely burdensome thinking patterns. And really, surrender is not a physical thing. It is a state of mind. And like all states of mind that you're doing intentionally, you have to practice it intentionally. And surrendering means I surrender thoughts about my partner, uh, about the future. I surrender the replaying of what has already occurred, which is our past, and mostly staying in the present moment. And when my mind wants to go to any of those other places, I will practice releasing or surrendering these thoughts to the unknown. Just surrender them to the unknown and you will feel so much better, more freedom to do with your time, whatever you wish to do. You'll have plenty of space within to be available to yourself and to other people as well. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Don't ever think of separation or divorce or an ending of a cycle within relationships as being something that is bad. It is a form of protection by the universe. It is 
a form of protection by whatever you believe in that is helping people get closer to themselves so they can provide themselves with the ultimate relief. And we sometimes can cross the lines and make this other person or our partner some kind of God to us that it it becomes so self-destructive and destructive to them as well because they uh, may be put in a place where they gonna they find this opportunity to think that they can have control. We don't want them to believe that, especially when this is not our intended message. So I want to make sure that you're very aware of what message you're trying to send with your separation and also in the future. So use this time wisely, people. You guys that are enjoy this boost in understanding separation. I don't want you to look at it as a death sentence. I want you to look at it as an important milestone for us to allow us to do the work within, to allow us to respect and make that a priority. You guys have been amazing. I appreciate you. I can feel the love and just know that I'm sending you love, light, and some beautiful seeds for your garden within. This has been an episode of Drive Through. Thank you.